When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, saved during the big holiday sale on now. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. Good morning to you. 6.01 on a Thursday morning. Where else would you want to be except for South Australia and Adelaide right now where we feel like it's probably the end of the world. Good morning to you, Adam Kearney. Just to give you an insight into what's going on in South Australia, the most hectic thunder and lightning that I reckon I've ever experienced. I had my daughter charging into our bedroom this morning about 5 o'clock. It's raining sideways. There's thunder coming up from underneath and... We feel like the heavens are opening up or maybe indeed hell. Not sure what's going on, but there's plenty. <laughs> the apocalypse has the arrived, Hazy. It's upon us and probably fitting too that uh, the world ends on our last morning of radio together. Oh my God, this is it. This is genuinely You didn't even realise. Oh, I didn't even realise. I just, just assumed that you were locked in for the next week or so, but this is you didn't it. didn't care. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you hadn't spent... One second even thinking about it, did you? I didn't know. I'm still trying to work out. Well, you know, sometimes we like to really take it one day at a time and not look too far ahead. So what you're telling me is you're not going to be here on Monday. No, well, I very rarely am in on a Monday anyway because, as you know, I do like to take an extended weekend Mm. and really uh, enjoy myself over those uh, festive periods of Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So, (laughs) no, it's it's, it's over. The dream's over. You've shafted us. You're leaving. And this is our last one together. Uh, Herschel will be in for the next couple of weeks. And then, I don't know, do you want me to do a little slot uh, next year to um, do, uh, what is it, pop, I believe, uh, pop culture? (laughs) I could review some songs by Pink or someone like that, Harry Styles. Sure. I mean, you could take us through the latest installment from Dua Lipa. We'd love that. Oh, boy. A bit (laughs) of a... Does Miley Cyrus, is she still... Cranking out bangers. I'm not sure what her latest banger is, but I think she's still pretty relevant in the Nova community. So <laughs> you've got a lot of learning to do. Is there a bit of sport thrown in there, or what? Yeah. Are you just going to have to change up your genre completely? Oh, look, there'll be a fair solid change up of genre. But look, why can't we sprinkle a bit of sport in there as well? People want to hear from uh, old Brownlow medalists. That's what they want to hear. They want to hear from South Australian Brownlow medalists. And Lockie oh, Neal doesn't speak me. much. <laughs> don't tell me you've signed John Platten for a morning slot. <laughs> is in. The rat. We've got the rat in. Uh, we couldn't get hold of Lockie Neal. And off the top of my head, who else is available that we should be going after? I'm not sure, but I know the rat is a big Megan Trainer fan. So Isn't he? Uh, he'll be able Isn't to review her, her new album, which has just dropped, I believe. I mean, when all about that bass from Megan Trainer came out, you just <laughs> couldn't get the headphones off Platts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that'll be a bit of fun, but jeez, oh, you're gonna. Oh, jeez. Well, let's not worry about that. Let's live in the now and just the sadness, or or is it a celebration that um this partnership is actually coming to an end? I, 
I feel like I've got the appropriate thing to celebrate. Can we play this? I don't want to f- Well done. And just think of the good times, the good memories. Because this brings you together. I just don't think Rocket wanted a spare, did he? So is he just not working hard? He's not, Mitch is not working hard. He's trying to work out what's happening here. (laughs) Because it is, is it Rocket? I mean, Rocket said that it wasn't him, so whoever's it is, it's doing a sensational. Oh, it sounds nothing like Rocket. No. And that's definitely not Leon Cameron. definitely not Leon Cameron. Or Paul Williams in the background either. It's not, it's definitely not the full coaching staff (laughs) that was uh, on show that night. I reckon that, uh, seriously, that got Leon Cameron a senior coaching job. His composure just yep. shone through. The the giant said, if he can handle Rocket screaming like a lunatic and get through that and still maintain a calm presence, then he can be the coach of our football club. And that yeah. was that that audio wholly and solely got him a job. Didn't help Paul Williams, I don't think, in the long run because he's out of the AFL system now. Okay. But he just didn't handle the he didn't handle the heat that Rocket was throwing at him as well as Leon did. Well, I like to keep a keen eye on everyone else in a situation like that. Sometimes you see the vision of the coach is going absolutely ballistic in the box, and just to see what else is happening. And it's an awkward situation. And for most assistant coaches, their job is to basically shut the hell up. And let the senior coach go absolutely ballistic. So for Leon Cameron to have that sort of power as well, I think that was impressive for a lot of people. Like this is a bloke who was an assistant coach who was who was keeping the senior coach in line. Yeah, he uh, and I think that was sort of fifty percent of his job on match day because Rocket was a absolute psycho in game mode and training. He was a bit like that, but it was more in game. And I'm I'm pretty sure that that was the two thousand and Ten, it was either two thousand nine or two thousand and ten prelim, and it, that's when it's uh, rocket sort of uh, was at his peak because you're so close to getting to a grand final. And uh, but but I've I sat in the box next to him for the two thousand and ten prelim, and it was uh, it was pretty similar. There's a, a fair chunk of glass in between the two boxes, but I tell you what, it was like he was screaming down my ear when I was sitting in the stat spots next to him, and I thought, and you can hear every personal insult that he's throwing out at the player, um, and you're just thinking at the time, oh boy, he said some of these things about me when I've made a mistake. So yeah, spot on. It was pretty scary stuff. I would recommend if there's any youngsters out there who are about to play football, never when if you're injured or you're not playing for whatever reason. Never try and get up and sit near the box or in the box because then yep. what you'll understand is the coach is, every coach that I've been involved with, is so brutal in every situation. Yep. So then um, for those who um, are somewhat, you know, have to deal with their own demons sometimes out on the field, when you make a mistake, you don't want to be thinking, oh, gosh, I just know that he's up there calling me, <laughs> for example, <laughs> the biggest idiot that he's ever met. And I used, to get, I used to get told sometimes what Roy was actually saying about me because he'd, he'd re- relay these messages out to me and the runner would be like, nah, I'm giving you the filtered version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the runner's job is to try and um, decipher what the coach has said and, uh, yeah, you're right, filter out the all the pain and give the direct message without uh, actually having the player break down and cry mm. on the field. Yeah, because <laughs> it's I used a to tough get, job. Yeah, real tough because I would get messages and I'd say, what did he really say? You go, oh, tell him he's the biggest dickhead on the planet and he's the worst <laughs> recruit that we've ever recruited. And then the run would come out. This was a bloke by the name of Cass. He was saying, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to filter it down and say, he'd like you to do that thing just a little bit better. Okay, yeah. okay, that's nice of you. 
Yeah, and it, it generally, when the whenever the runner comes out, they they do they are positive and say, "Listen, because uh, just next time when you go for the ball, just maybe just go, put your head over it just a yeah. little bit harder." Uh, that's a message from the coach, and that's mm. he's that the coach has said, "You go out there and you tell that weak so and so if he does that again, he will never play yeah. for this club." <laughs> yeah, you know that's you just thing. know that's the thing when someone comes out and says. Um, the coach just wants you to go, just put your head over it just a little bit more. You know uh, that the word weak has definitely been yeah. used, and you know that there might be an F word, there might be a C yeah. word, for goodness sake. In fact, there yeah. definitely was all of those words mixed together. And this is yeah, the super-filtered version. Yeah, 100%. And then you know when the runners said that, just yeah, maybe put your head over it next time, <laughs> just a little bit harder. Like The ball bounced the wrong way, we understand that, but uh, you just know it's coming up in the review as well on Monday. And uh, boys, uh, what do we think about this one, hey? Mm. Uh, what, talk us through it. Guess yeah. what were you thinking? Yeah, geez, oh, yeah, you know, well, well, it was windy, um, and, and and the ball went left in, instead of right, and it, then you just get uh, you get torn to shreds by the coach as well on, on a review, especially judgment. after a loss. You don't sleep after a loss because all you're thinking about is all those individual edits that you've stuffed yeah. up, and they're going to be in the team review. And really, is a horrible time after a loss as a player. Shocking, really bad. I remember as well as a youngster, 21 year old. It would have been my first season at Central, it was 2006, and I've dislocated my finger badly too. Like it is absolutely coming out sideways, and I immediately ran off. And I remember getting the biggest spray afterwards saying that was one of the most selfish things that I'd ever seen, blah, 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 <laughs> because you left your teammate stranded. I'm going, look at my hand. It's pointing in all sorts of different directions. So no, no, no. Next time that happens, and it will happen again, you wait for a proper break and play before you come off. Like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I think I think that's fair enough. That's that's it's a it's a weak act by you to let your teammates down, particularly your back. Five. You would have been the only one out of the back six that came off for a dislocated finger. All the other five would have stayed on. Got the trainer out as I did in my first season of AFL footy down in Geelong. I popped two fingers out, just called the trainer, popped them back in, couple of Panadol, and off I went. So yeah, that was uh, weak stuff did. by you. Of course you did. Yeah, a valuable lesson was learnt that day. Um, big show coming up, Kearns. Really big show. Absolutely stacked. We're going to speak big? to uh, Dan Menzel, of course, former cat, former swan. Uh, we're going to speak to him about uh, mental health. So we've got a little segment that we're going to get through, thanks to Brumbies, which is very, very important. Uh, and good to catch up with Dan as well. He's doing some good things. Michelangelo Rucci, of course. Uh, Jared Waitley. We're going to speak all things cricket with the great man, the Messiah. You know we're both going to get very, very nervous when we speak to him. You just sort of really double-check your words. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll be uh, hitting the, th- the Thoroth about uh, <laughs> 7.30 this morning to try and learn a couple of new words that I can throw at him. No doubt he'll know them as well. Yeah, uh, Isaac Keeler, he's a young gun who's going to get drafted from North Adelaide. So a ruck key position prospect. Very, very good young player. We'll speak to him at 8 o'clock. And from the Crows, uh, AFLW side, we'll speak to Tia Charlton. Big game on Saturday. Uh, against Collingwood at Unley, second semi-final. It is all happening, of course. I'm not sure if it's a sad day or a day of celebration, but fortunately, the great man and I, this will be our last sort of um, little cameo together. I I see it as a bit of a celebration. But here we go. I I see it as sort of mixed emotions. It's a sad celebration for me because, one, I don't have to get up so early to uh, talk and mumble my way through at least the first half an hour until I wake up. But two, I just won't hear your gorgeous voice and see your beautiful bass tan in the mornings anymore. Well, that's okay. Maybe we'll just send each other a whole heap of voice memos every day. 
Why just talking absolute that? rubbish. Do you have Snapchat? We, we're not even friends on Snapchat. You I don't can have snap Snapchat. Me, bro. I don't have Snapchat or TikTok. Yeah. Well, not not one that you tell the, the doll about anyway. I'm not a um a twelve year old primary school girl. I think that's that's my biggest thing about not having <laughs> TikTok. Talk, but you do apparently. I don't have TikTok. No, I don't understand TikTok. I do have Snapchat because that's how my children communicate with me now. They actually yell out from the bedroom, "Dad, I've just snapped you." So that's that's uh, okay. Well, next time I check my phone, it'll, the the notification will come up. But then, no, you look at it now. So that's how we communicate as a family these days. So yeah. uh, it brings us closer together, Snapchat. But TikTok is, it's the way of the future. Unfortunately, uh, of people that are right into it, they believe that TikTok is going to take over the world. That's where we'll be getting all our video. That's where we'll be getting all of our news source one day. So. Uh, you might go from Nova to hosting a TikTok show next. Wow, that's the dream. Um, but yeah, I know it's a strange situation when your kids yell like, Dad, I've just snapped you, and you're looking around for a deck of cards thinking that you're playing a game of Snap. I don't even yeah, know what so- the hell that is. I don't even know what a deck of cards is. <laughs> no, they've got absolutely no idea. It's um, it's frightening, the technology these days. But uh, that's the way of the world. That in, That is the future, unfortunately. Do you know why today is actually a giant celebration? Tell me. Because on the 8th of December in 2022, from 6pm to 10pm, uh, the SEN Christmas party for the Melbourne players will be uh, commencing. And guess who's going along? Uh, <laughs> this is intense. Do I have some good news for you? Unbelievable stuff. Like, this is as good as it gets. It's a your big boy, day. Stuff the Brownlow. Who cares about the Brownlow? Who cares about the 250 games? Do you know what? Who cares about the marriage? This trumps all of it. Who cares about the it's kids? It's a great day. All the it's pigs. a great day to be alive. Yeah, who cares about the pigs? You actually might bring one of the pigs along. Uh, yes, <laughs> I have officially been invited to the Sports and Entertainment Network Christmas party extravaganza. And am I going to go there and run amok and make sure I never get invited back? Is this your first Christmas party invite across all stations? Yes. Unbelievable I've never, I've stuff. Never been invited to the Christmas party. I think they must look on their uh, the list of employees, and because I'm sort of somewhat, uh, I suppose you could call me casual. Maybe I didn't um, get invited because of uh, of that, or got left off the list. It was it permanent staff only? I'm not too sure. Or maybe they just thought that uh, they didn't need my presence at the Christmas party. But um, the, the lovely Sam Thompson must have been listening to our show over the last couple of weeks. Of course. And, figured out that I had never been invited to the Christmas party and she just threw a little bone my way, so I appreciate that. There you go. So you know what that means? You're spot on. You've got to make a huge entry. And what bigger entry than you turning up? Uh, The theme is a touch of gold, so you will be in all gold. It'll be a pure gold suit and you probably have some gold face paint on. You need to be armed with a pig either side. That's (laughs) You've got to. In my brain, if I'm you, I'm thinking, well, I've got to show these guys, the big dogs, that's Gary Lyon, that's Tim Watson, uh, maybe Waitley will be there, all these guys, Dwayne Russell. You've got to show them what they've missed for the last few years. And you've got to get them talking, say, why on earth is Adam Coonley only just making his Christmas (laughs) party debut? He should have been here from the start. It feels like he's a pioneer. I agree. And there was a a rumour once that Derm, the great Dermot Burton, rode his Harley up the stairs and parked it at the uh, top of the doors of a nightclub. Maybe I make a similar entrance. I dress in all gold, 
Well, maybe we'll go as a gold member from Austin Powers and ride the pig up the stairs into the Christmas party. Yes. Do I park the pig at the top of the stairs? <laughs> Just leave the... Uh, no, no, you, the pig will be by your side at all times. You can almost uh, use it like a guide pig. <laughs> it'll guide me straight to the uh, food table the pig and it'll just destroy everything actually we both probably would we'd both be diving our nose into the trough there if there's free food outstanding alright doing a thanks to Ty Power this morning the great race sale is on right now and of course uh, we're getting right around weeks discover a better way to build week times discover different uh, weather should calm down a little bit today 24 degrees partly cloudy it is 17 minutes past 6 good morning Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Do you know what's going on here? I can't talk. I'm all welled up, Hedy. Just push through. Find the strength. It's tough. Uh, well, at least one of us is one of us is upset about it. <laughs> yeah. oh, look, it's new beginnings, eh? I just are you aware of that? The bear, the bear, and the big blue house. Sounds like something I should know. Some sort of children's show from. So you don't know it either. Ago. You don't know no. it either? Well, good Is stuff. Good stuff, Jace. So Jace has just reliably said that, oh, don't worry. He says, well, let's play this song. Jace, the producer, he does an outstanding job. <laughs> let's play this song. And I go, I don't know what it is. He goes, don't worry, Coons will know what it is. He's got kids uh, around about the same age as mine, so I'll definitely know it. So we both played it and we both had no idea what's going on. The Bear in the oh. Big Blue House. So, it's ring- look, it rings a bell, mm. but generally if I'm putting a children's show on, I'm either exiting the room straight away mm. or tuning out to the point where I can't hear a thing. And it's, it's become an art form. And over the years you get more adept at it. And I've actually mastered it now. My, to the point where my children can actually be having a full conversation with me in my ear and I can block it out. Mm. That's an, it's an incredible uh, um, skill, isn't it? I mean, I can have a full conversation with my wife but not take it in. And not because I'm trying to ignore it, but just because my brain's sort of drifting off in three or four different directions. And she knows as well because I start patting. I go, um, sh- yeah, um, and then about 30 <laughs> seconds later, start answering the question. And by then, she's already gone off and done several other things. <laughs> I do, does she say to you, Andrew, what did I just say to you then? Yeah, I've had and that. You're absolutely, and then you're absolutely stuffed. You've just got to say... Oh, sorry, Tyler. I yeah. wasn't listening. I wasn't and paying attention. The big giveaway is when my pupils are looking in different directions and I'm dribbling. <laughs> Andrew, what did I just say to you? Did mm. you say you wanted to make love right now? <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. No, I didn't say that at all. And then I say this. A monkey doesn't let go of a branch <laughs> until he's got a hold of another one. And then she drifts off into another dimension. <laughs> uh, that is true though and that sort of sums you up as well at the moment you monkey yeah it's all happening with your branch and your other one extending out and well it's not an olive branch it's a, it's a Nova branch mm. um, did you see the big Powerball winner in the States 
Two billion. This is outrageous. It's a lot of money. Catching up with this, a single tick in Southern California has won a record 2.04 billion. That's 3.14 billion Australian Powerball jackpot after more than three months without anyone hitting the top prize. So no one has won the jackpot since August 3, causing the prize money to increase from 30 million over three months to 2.04 a bill, just a couple billy. Uh, the winner can choose to get the full prize paid in instalments over 29 years or a smaller cash amount. The odds of winning the jackpot are 1 in 292.2 million. I like those odds. Those good odds. Mm. The winning numbers were Does selected mean- on Tuesday morning local time, nearly 10 hours after the scheduled drawing because of problems processing sales data at one of the game's member lotteries. Lottery officials acknowledged the unprecedented delay for such a high-profile drawing but said the game's security process took procedure. Um, and look, understandable, it was a little bit late. $2.04 billion. I'll give you the hot tip. I'd still be here. I'd still be here talking to you. Oh, you'd, be, you'd front up for the, the the duration of your contract. There's no doubt about that. You don't want to let the uh, Sports Entertainment Network family down. No. And we've got no doubt that you wouldn't do that, Hazy. But that's a lot of money. Did you know that a billion is actually 1,000 million? Yes. Yes, I'm aware of that. 1,000 million. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of coin. A lot of, it's a lot of millions. And just to put it in the context, um, there's only a few billion-dollar athletes, and one of them recently is LeBron James. He's worth $1,000 million. It's insane. $1,000 million. And like Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, who, he's just bought Twitter, I think, for like $40 billion. Mm-hmm. That's $40,000 million that that's, he's just spent on a social media company. And he's driving point. it into the ground already. Mm, that's quite... A good amount of corn. And this is where we jump in as dads and say something like, LeBron James is worth a billion. This is where we say, oh, I'd take half of that. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, lol. Lol. But if, if so you can take it over, what did you say, 25 years or something, or you can get a, a smaller payment hmm. up front. What's the smaller payment, like so 1.5 say, billion or something? Yeah, it doesn't say exactly how much, but that's a bit stiff that you, you've either got to wait for it or it's a smaller payment. I think most people are going to take the smaller payment because it's still going to be something outrageous. But yeah, otherwise yeah, probably, you can choose to get full price. The full price you can get installments over 29 years. I mean, if you're a tight ass, you'd probably take it up front, wouldn't you? Because you don't want the reduced payments. But then I suppose you're, on, you're going to miss out on, say, four or $500 million, But then you've still got $1.5 billion in your bank account. Like There is no difference between $1.5 billion and $2 billion. Obviously, you know, mathematically speaking, there is, but it's not going to change your life losing an extra $500 million when you've still got $1,500 million in your bank. You mm. can still afford to go on holiday. I'm still getting um, a side of avocado with breakfast. You know what? I'm still going out for breakfast, no matter what the difference is. And I'm still going to get could, extra hash brown. You could get you could get every side on the menu if mm. you wanted. Yep. Like you could put mushrooms on your plate. Yeah. You can put avocado. You can put two hash browns. You can even get two an extra piece browns. of sourdough with your eggs. Extra bit of sourdough? Really? That's what sort of life you can lead when you've got two... Thousand million dollars in your bank again. Wow! Imagine that. That would be ridiculous. Extra avocado, avocado <laughs> in general, yeah, and feta. You could probably put some feta on feta? that as well. Oh my god! Mm. You don't understand what sort of life these rich people live. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, though, um, we're going to go to a break, and I'm going to go get some more instant coffee. <laughs> yeah, we have a blend forty-three during the break. <laughs> Uh, it's 6.29 on 16.29 SENSA. Big show still to come. Uh, news not too far away. We'll do it thanks to Thai Power. Family safety rates number one. Uh, and Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. Good morning.
Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than that. 0427 uh, This text from Alex. Good morning to you. He said, I'll be happy with 9.2 million a month for 29 years. Yeah, that'll do. I'll take that. That's completely, absolutely fine. Uh, this one. But what if you get it paid monthly and then after three weeks you've, you've run out of money and you've got to live off two minute noodles for the rest of the week if you blow your budget? Goodness me. What are you spending? How, how do you spend nine, $9.2 million a month? Jeez, that's, extra, that's a lot of feta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, even the pigs would be able to eat smashed avocado and feta. Oh, outstanding stuff. Uh, this text as well says, Rucci could win $2 million and still not buy Dylan a coffee. It's a fair call, though. No, I wouldn't buy Dylan a coffee either at any stage, and I'd also stop Rucci <laughs> from going through that process as well. So understandable. Spot on that text. Uh, and this one, a really nice text from um, our, our good friend Daniel Thomas from the Morn Team family, just saying congratulations on everything and all the best with the new adventure. Just on DT and the Morn Team family, um, some of the great operators in South Australia and such heavy involvement with South Australian sport and businesses. So these are the South Australian companies that care about SA, and we've absolutely, and and Morn Team will continue their support with um, SENSA, and SNSA, very, very lucky to have a partnership. Very, very lucky. Does that mean that I'm getting the Ranger or well, I'm not getting the Ranger? It's actually, it's funny you should say that. At 6.36, <laughs> um, Adam, we need you to get up off the bed right now and go look in your driveway. <laughs> There ain't no yeah, car there. <laughs> no, there's no car there. Well, there's no there's no Ranger, unfortunately. I did a, a clean out of my shed um, uh, and put all the stuff out. You get hard rubbish collection twice yep. a year. And the, they just came in the last two minutes. And I thought that might have been DT and the, the lads dropping off the <laughs> Ranger. But it's the it's a rubbish truck getting rid of all my hard rubbish. Yeah. What's that? Is that a new car? No, no, no. Is that my uh... Ranger? Is that from Mount Barker? Have they driven it over? <laughs> no. No, that's no, literally no. the trees. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, maybe next time. Uh, this one Sad as well, day. saying, Cooney will be the only one at the party who won't be staring at himself in the mirror. Then <laughs> 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 goes through some of the names, some of the big names that will be there. And said, all noted drinkers of their own bathwater. And I thought, no, 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 that's not fair. Because, I mean, you're very well hydrated right now. Am I right? Consumption always... of your own bathwater, sure. No, I don't. Uh, I drink a lot, but uh, I do draw the line at drinking my own bathwater, and I do steer clear of mirrors as often as I can. So, who were the the, the main culprits there? That they've na- who have they named as the great uh, bathwater drinkers? Goodness, um, just if I could just distract you from that for a second, there is literally an arrest happening in front of um, the studio oh, right perfect. now. This is quite. <laughs> Uh, a couple of youngsters who just got uh, manhandled by one of the policemen. I'm not sure exactly what's happening, but. My heart is racing. Right on get one it, King William Street. Get some video. Powered get some video by, evidence of it. Powered by Lumo Energy SA, these policemen are. <laughs> Absolutely. Are they, is there going to be a strip search out the front? I'm not sure. He's got the cuffs out. He's putting the gloves on for whatever reason. Boy, one so of my... It's really uh, quite intense. A police car is just on the edge of us, and it's got the lights flashing everywhere. Um... Can't be, the fashion, a... can't be the fashion police either because you're coming down the line. You're not live in the studio. <laughs> a bit, bit loose for a uh, 20 to 7 on a Thursday morning, isn't yeah, it? The lads, they must have been up and about for a little Wednesday night special. Very interesting indeed. 
So I'll keep you up to date with exactly what's going on here. But, I mean, that's what's happening. It is all happening. Thursday morning at 6.38. Where else would you want to be? <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's a spot right there, the the Lumo Energy Studios. One of my old um, teammates got strip searched once out of the front of a Sydney nightclub. Really? Actually, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. The person getting arrested right now is Farron Ray. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't Farron Ray, but it, it wasn't far off. There was a misunderstanding in the nightclub that we went to on footy trip. Uh, In King's Cross, actually, and um, the owner of the nightclub cleared everyone out. This is at like three in the morning, cleared everyone out of the nightclub, turned the lights on, stopped the uh, music, kicked the DJ out and kept all of us in the corner of the room because he thought that we'd been stealing money and working with someone behind the bar and stealing his cash out of the till. So he stopped the nightclub. We were surrounded by the bouncers in the corner of the room. Everyone had to go home, and we were we were the only ones in the nightclub sitting there, wondering if we were going to end up in the harbour uh, with concrete boots on because he thought we were stealing from him, and so, he, he called the police, called the police, and everything. And who got strip search? Well, I won't reveal the the name of the the player who got oh, strip searched. It was Fahrenheit. It wasn't Farron but it was a, uh, well, let's just say it was a, a former captain who left and went to the GWS Giants, but I won't give away his name. You know what's happened here? I said don't say his name. Are you sure that it was a real policeman? Did you find it suspicious that the policeman was wearing uh, police shorts and he had a giant moustache and aviators on? Like, uh, And funny that he went straight to Griffin, who's the best looking bloke in the group. Yeah. It was weird when the policeman took his top off and put whipped cream on it over his nipples. He thought that, that's just procedure. That's just procedure. That's what they do. We've never been in this situation before, so we're unfamiliar. Uh, I didn't realise police officers had carried whips on them either. Strange. Get the glasses so on the whole time too. Yeah, it was really strange. But we were scared. I was genuinely uh, scared for my life at that stage because I thought that they, the bouncers were just going to take us out out the back and either beat us to a pulp <laughs> or, or kill us, and we'd never be seen again. But they, so they, he called the police. The police came in. Um, they did a full um, like interview with with Griff and, and all of us who were sitting there with no idea what was going on. And it turned out the uh, the owner of the nightclub had been, I think he'd been up for a few days and hadn't had a lot of sleep. Yeah. And the police um, had a look at the CCTV footage and realised that we obviously weren't working with the person behind the till because we didn't know who they were. We weren't stealing money. He was hallucinating. And the, I believe the police said, uh, I think he's had too much caffeine over the last few oh, days. So caffeine. he sort of lost the plot, thought that we were stealing, kicked everyone out of his own nightclub, turned the lights off, and then they strip-searched uh, Griff out the front because they took him into a back room. The the owner and the bouncers took him into a back room and they said that they were going to get rid of him. And poor, little, poor Griff, he had no idea what was going on. And then the police came, strip-searched Griff out the front and said, okay, you guys are free to go. Wow, that's incredible, Saints. Ford... Mm. Four days, just too much caffeine. He must have been doing a, a, a bit of a friend's marathon as well on Netflix or something. Yeah, I believe he, he got, away got, through, got through at least one mm. full tin of Nescafe, Blend 43. <laughs> All right, um, let's get to the news. Uh, that somehow didn't make the news back in the day, uh, but it is 6.41 on 1629. It would now. SCNSA, absolutely it would. Tom Brown reporting. Holiday sale on now. 
Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than that hey, Good morning to you. 6.45 on 1629 SNSA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We're coming to you from 1 King William Street. And there was an arrest out the front of the studio just before. A bit of an update on that, Coons. So it was a bit of an old bloke now who, to the side of the building, got arrested and taken away in a cop car. He's got blood coming out of the side of his face. There was a bunch of young blokes. So obviously there's been an exchange of fists and the old bloke didn't quite win. They let the young blokes go. I'm not sure what's happening on. We can only assume they were probably having an argument about Magic Round and if they thought it would be successful in <laughs> South Australia. Yeah, I think it was Paul Seedsman, actually, who uh, was delisted yesterday, who went out on the town and then the old bloke was uh, abusing him about having to go back on the rookie list next year. So I think that was the, the first um, altercation ever seen on King William Street, too, in the history of yeah. uh, the great city of Adelaide. Mm. I mean, it's been minutes since there was an altercation. <laughs> Absolutely minutes. So here we go. A gorgeous place. Keep you up to date. Uh, of course, it veers off into Hindley Street where nothing untoward ever happens there, ever, no, as far ever. as I know. Mm. I've never been down there. No. I wouldn't know. No, no, Hindley Street speaks very highly of you. So uh, as another gentleman walks past King William Street and has a big spit on the ground. Anyway, let's move on. That's a bit <laughs> of a sports update. Pakistan's one win away from completing a T20 World Cup miracle an inspired bowling performance from Shaheen Shah Hafridi and a timely masterclass from Captain Baba Azam helped Pakistan topple New Zealand by seven wickets at the SCG on Thursday evening. Qualifying for the T20 World Cup final for the first time in 13 years, Pakistan will face the winner of tonight's semi between England or India at Adelaide Oval. Go India! What a spectacle that would be. We know they drew a crowd last time. And for a T20 World Cup final, this will be absolutely epic. But, you know, England being England, this is when they'll shine and get through. No, no, they won't. It's a dream result for the ICC coming up. India, Pakistan, MCG. There'll be 95,000 people in the house. Pretty good crowd at the SCG last night too. I think it was around sort of the mid-30s. Heavily influenced uh, by the Pakistan crowd, obviously. Um, Did it well. It's been the miracle on grass, really. They started the tournament really slow and have just come into their own with big hados. Leading the way there, he's just a, got a nice solid frame on him, doesn't he, Matthew Hayden? Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll be a dream result if India get through. Are we going to get a full um, innings each in with the weather? Wow, that's it. It's still scheduled for Melbourne, and Melbourne's the, the weather's supposed to be horrible, isn't it, over the next few days? No, I mean tonight. Oh, tonight, I mean, you tonight. mean? Tonight. Well, I think so. It's 24 degrees and partly cloudy, so I think the conditions should hold off, but... The weather's tricky over the next couple of days um, east as well. So there were some suggestions a couple of days ago that Adelaide Oval should lobby for the final to be held here or Perth or even the Gabba because Melbourne's supposed to be just a little bit tricky. Well, the, we have had some sun over the last couple of days, so that would traditionally mean that that's it for the rest of the month. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's a fair chance that it will rain and ruin the whole spectacle, mm. which would be devastating because uh, 95,000 packed into the G would be an absolute treat. Yeah. So hopefully the weather does hold out, but I think we are expecting some cooler weather over the next few days over here, which is what we've come to expect. We get all four seasons in one day generally, but it's been an absolute stinker of a spring so far. Likes to flirt with you, doesn't it? Josh Inglis will play his first match against international opposition since his golf course mishap, which ended his T20 World Cup campaign with the wicketkeeper to captain the Prime Minister's 11 against West Indies later this month. A host of fringe test players, including five who already hold bagging rings, will take on the Windies in a four-day test first-class uh, fixture at Canberra's Monica Oval later this month ahead of the Tourist 2 Test insur- NRMA insurance test campaign against Australia. 
Redbacks opener Henry Hunt. He is a gun. He is one for the future. Will feature at the top of the order as he continues to press his claims for a baggy green. Um, all right, let's move on to the 36ers. And a day after the Sixers part of ways with American star import Craig Randall. His mum has was hitting out on social media. Corey Williams slammed Randall on MBL overtime with Craig's mum returning serving as Williams via Instagram. Mr. Williams, she said, your public appraisal is unwarranted and unnecessary. Sadly, it speaks volumes of your integrity and duplicity, amongst other things. Oh, Use boy. your platform to build it up. It will serve a far better purpose. There you go. It, it really hits home and goes straight for the jugular when mum gets involved. Well, she's, that's a very nice sentence that she's compiled together too. Du- using the word duplicity. Duplicity. That's a, that's a big one. That's a Jared Whaley word. That's not a Hazen Cooney 6.50 in the morning special, that is. But um, I think that Mr. Williams was um, pretty spot on in his appraisal uh, of the Craig Randall situation. And he pumped him up. He spent he spent the whole preseason and the whole start of the year pumping up Craig Randall and the trio that the Adelaide 36ers have put together with their imports. So he gave him the opportunity and was nothing but complimentary in his um, praise of his talent, but he just didn't back it up. So, mm. And he gets paid to have an opinion on the NBL and is one of the leading voices. So I think what he said was, was spot on and maybe she needs to have a word to Craig Randall the second about mm. his behaviour. So listen, son, it's time to really focus down, straighten up and be friendly with your teammates. Otherwise, it's mm. probably just not going to work. Um, including, it would seem, one of his, uh, well, all of his teammates, in particular, Antonius Cleveland, who had this to say about uh, Craig Randall. Bittersweet, you know, I hate it. You never want to see anyone, like, lose their job. But um, this, to help us moving forward and help the team, then, um, you know, I'm all for it. He's a good player. Uh, so maybe some people can think that they could work through it, I guess. It's, it's a high-risk, high-reward, you know, with, with a talent like that. And I was saying in particular that Antonius Cleveland had a, a bad relationship with um, Craig Randall. I'm not sure what's going on, but um, it would seem that everyone's on the same page, that this is best for the 36ers to move forward. So that's good. Expecting more consistent results now. Yep, and now we... We'll see if they want to go with their, their current roster or bring another import in, but seemed to work pretty well without Randall there, and um, I think DJ might be just smiling at home because he's going to get more shots up now and have a bit more of an influence on the court. Duplicity. With a bit of duplicity. Deceitfulness. He was accused of duplicity and branded a traitor. So there you go. Mm. Big words this morning. Large. Just, too large for me. It was warming up for Jared Whateley. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> happening. He's coming on soon. Mm, he is. So you better uh, get that brain ticking over. He's um, duplicity footy short. I see it, but I don't believe it! There is a pig at full forward. Stevie Mobler, what a time! Oh! Oh! He is floating on air now! Simon! Crows are in the ground! Paul been delisted by Adelaide, but the wingman is set to be retained on the rookie list. So the Crows have... Uh, delisted him after 132 games but are very committed to him via the rookie list. Andrew McPherson's also on the same boat. He was picked in 2017. Um, the Crows have delisted him with a commitment to select him as a rookie. Adelaide has elevated Jordan Butts and Kieran Strawn to its primary list. They had to. Uh, Butts has played 43 AFL games including 19 this year while Strawn has made five appearances for Adelaide. So all the headlines during the rounds yesterday saying oh shocking. You know two years ago he was all Australian squad member now he's been delisted. This is just what you would do in this position. Paul Seedsman, his future is not guaranteed at all. If he plays football again, it's going to be a great result. So it is basically shifting him from the primary list 
to the rookie list to make way for things that need to happen by the law. Uh, Kieran Strawn, I think uh, Jordan Butts as well, have to be placed on the primary list. So yep. this isn't Paul Seedsman sensationally getting cut. It's just rearranging your list to make everything work. He's still, he's still able to be selected by, in round one as well, and he's still getting paid the same contract money. Nothing happens. Nothing. There's no difference now with being placed on the rookie list. You're as good as being on a primary list. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems ruthless uh, and heartless to delist a guy who's missed 12 months of footy due to concussion and then throw him on a rookie list. But that's the reality of where the Crows find themselves. I mean, Jordan Butts is a fullback for the, for the Adelaide Crows, so he needs to be on the primary list after a certain amount of time being on that rookie list and the same as Kieran Strawn. So these decisions had to be made and you're right, Paul Seedsman is still going to get paid. He's still going to have the um, availability to be selected. It seems like a cold-hearted, ruthless call, but it's just a bit of um, tinkering uh, with a couple of list spots to allow Jordan Butts and Kieran Strawn to be on the senior list. So um, yeah, he'll still be there at the Adelaide Crows next year and hopefully playing round one. Mm. Um, all right, the other thing we need to talk about as well, Conor McKenna uh, spotted getting picked up by Ken Hinckley and Travis Boak and a few of the other Port Adelaide boys and uh, reportedly did a training session yesterday with Ratio Fantasia. So Conor McKenna, who is getting hunted heavily now, I think he's been linked pretty heavily with the Saints as well, Port Adelaide in the mix for the Irishman, who is a good rebounding defender. Could you see him playing his football at the power and having an impact? Well, I'd like him to play at Essendon. That'd be great. He could have an impact back there and um, obviously left to go back home and um, now wants fre- fresh opportunities elsewhere. It's a bit like Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. You see these guys who um, have left the AFL system you know, not due to... Um, well, not due to anything that sort of happened at the club. Um, retirements to, to different reasons. One, Connor went, wanted to go home and, and Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody really struggled to, to find his love of the game and now they want to go to different clubs to to find that enjoyment again. So it's a bit disappointing from an Essendon perspective for both of those guys, but oh, Connor McKenna would slip into any um, high half-back line um, because he does take the game on. He does some odd things when he plays. He still finds himself in Gaelic mode and does a solo every now and then, but he's got some good run that, and some good dash. That little kick that they do on the run. It's like it's amazing that he can actually just do that with a Sharon and yeah. not even think about it yeah. and then run another 15 metres and hit a target. Do you get yeah, an extra ridiculous. disposal for that if oh. you solo it to yourself? Yeah, that's true. Maybe you do. If you handball it to yourself, do you get a little extra touch? Um, well, was I, it the, Kevin Bartlett was the only... He only used to handball to himself, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, absolutely rack him up. Uh, doing a thanks to Chemist Warehouse this morning, the Real House of Fragrances this Christmas. It is 6.56 on 16.29 SCNSA, top 24 across Adelaide today. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than that. Text line 0427-154-166 from Brett. Now, Adam, with your King's Cross experience, are you sure yourself and the boys weren't acting like prima donnas and right up the nightclub owners so he thought he'd put some scares into you guys? Well, there could be a bit of that, just to knock a bit of sense in you blokes. That doesn't sound like something that I would do traditionally. I'm generally a very well-behaved patron of any uh, night venue, so it would be completely out of character for me if I was to venture down that path. Yes, that would have been. That would be massively out of character. Um, All those days that you're talking about where you are well-behaved are the days where you're not out. (laughs) Yeah, when I'm home, I'm asleep. You're home and you're asleep. Very well-behaved when you're asleep. 
Um, that's all good. Most of the time. <laughs> Big show coming up. We're going to speak to uh, Daniel Menzel in a matter of minutes. So also Michelangelo, Rucci not too far away, Gerald Waitley at 7.30. Stick around for that. And we're also going to speak to young gun Isaac Keeler ahead of the draft from North Adelaide. Uh, and Crows AFLW champion Tia Charlton's also going to join us as well. Uh, let's get straight into the newsroom, though. We are doing it thanks to our good friends at Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. His biggest independent tyre retailer. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. Some great texts coming through and keep them coming through. 0427 154 166. At any stage this morning, can give us a call, of course. 1300 736 736. Um, Kearns, for the last couple of weeks, we've been running these Brumbies mental health chats. Thanks to Brumbies. Uh, this Movember, head to Brumbies, break bread with the mates and have a conversation. Brumbies Bakery proudly supporting Movember. Movember is a great cause and more importantly from that, uh, chatting about mental health and being open in this space, incredibly important for men. It certainly is, Hazy. Sorry, I just have to turn my mic on if I want to talk to you. Yes, That's please. That's generally how the radio works. Yeah. Yep, spot on. It's a very important space and we need to be a bit more vulnerable uh, and led by you. I'm, I'm enjoying what you're, what you're doing in this space at the moment. Well, we thought this would be a good opportunity to get uh, one of the uh, great men of South Australia on to have a bit of a chat. So someone who has a good, solid football profile, doing some very good things in the media. And on top of that, behind the scenes, dealt with a lot of injuries and no doubts had to uh, push through some tough times, tough times rather, and that is Daniel Menzel. Uh, Menz, good morning to you, mate. Is he good to join you this morning? Mate, it's very good to have you. Um, to get straight into this, and we're talking about mental health and the importance of it all, um, what, 25 knee reconstructions did you have? <laughs> yeah, far too many. As I, as I put it, it doesn't matter whether you've had one, two, three, or four in my case. One's more than enough. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, it's something that I've, I've dealt with throughout my career. So, in your AFL career as well, and when... You have so much talent, and we saw the talent particularly early, and you keep on going through uh, having knee reconstructions. Take us through the mental health aspect that if you did encounter, um, how you dealt with that and what it was like. Yeah, it's it's one that was really challenging. I think um, physically, I had 10 surgeries in that time, and it's a, it's a challenge with the surgeries and the physical side of it, but mentally it's much harder, and it's a continual, um, I guess, setbacks and challenges that you endure and you have to continually bouncing back from. And um, the mental health aspect of it is huge. And it's something that nowadays it's great to see that there is so much investment and time put into it. But um, it's certainly taken a long time to get there. And I found with my injuries, um, even personally myself, it took me a long time to learn throughout my rehabs how to deal with things and how to... Um, I guess rely on other people and allow people to help you and, and utilise those networks around you. Rehab can be a pretty lonely place, um, particularly after you've had a, a long layoff, like a, an ACL, you're, you're spending 9 to 12 months on the sidelines, you know you're going to have to do a lot of work by yourself. Uh, w- when did it become overwhelming for you, um, Dan, and what did you do from there to try and seek some help yeah, it's a good question, Kearns. It's um, one that uh, probably continual setbacks is what um, really got me. I guess you have a finish line, you have a goal you're moving towards, and then that sort of, in one instance, is taken away from you. So it, um, it took me, unfortunately, almost until my fourth rehab to work out that, okay, um, you're not going to be able to do this on your own. You need to, need to utilise the people around you. And, 
you need to communicate a bit better as well and just allow people to be able to help because unfortunately if they don't know exactly what you're going through there's not a lot they can do and it's something that made my life and um and, and rehab a lot easier when i did that so the first step um once you realize that, that there was a real issue there the, the first step to, to be uh, to ask for help for some men can often be the toughest can you talk us through how you actually did that and i suppose uh, some advice on some people for some people that that will be struggling to to try and take that first step and, and the initial step to ask for a bit of help yeah so in my case i had a couple of um different people that i reached out to and one of them was Wayne Schwoss, and he's um, pretty well documented in terms of how he's had depression basically his whole life, and he played his whole career of over 200 games at AFL level without telling anyone about it. And he just said to me, he said, mate, it's my biggest regret. Um, if you don't open up to those people around you, um, then they will struggle to actually break those walls down and be able to help you. Um, but what it will also do is release the pressure on yourself Um Obviously, being a, a male, as you said, and an elite footballer at an elite level, you, you feel like you're a pretty strong individual. You feel like you don't necessarily need to show that vulnerability. But um, at the end of the day, it's more vulnerable to actually open up and say, hey, yeah, I think I'm on top of things, but I, I probably am struggling somewhere. Um, and at the very worst, um, people might not be able to help, but I guarantee you'll lift some pressure off your shoulders. But at the best, um, it will actually enable people around you to then truly understand why you're struggling and what you're going through, and then they'll be able to actually work out how to help. Is it an open space now, men's? Can, when you first started playing professional football, it was a long time ago now, versus where you're at right now, playing for the Eagles, you're a premiership player, you're a Ken Farmer medalist. Do you think that all of your teammates now feel comfortable to come out and speak to someone if they're feeling like this? Uh, no, I think it's still work needs to be done. I think um, that that's on clubs to have extremely good cultures where people do feel comfortable, and I think the Eagles are doing it really well. But it's also on individuals, and um, and it takes that self awareness and some self reflection sometimes that um, soldiering on it isn't always the best way to go about it. Um, and, and a bit of reviewing where you're at and how you're going is really important. So things like Movember, um, awareness around it, is just a reminder um, to different people that, okay, yeah, maybe maybe it's time to make a change or maybe it's time to allow a few people in to be able to help. Um, because at the same time, what I've found big time is people do want to help who are around you. Um, if they genuinely care about you, they, they will help you. But at the, t- at the same time, in most instances, they actually don't know when you are struggling or how you're struggling. It's a, it is a, it's a hard space to read, and it's also, I mean, for me personally, it's. I think everyone's most people have had some tough times, and the other thing is a lot of people don't want to burden other people with um, that sort of. I wouldn't call it conflict, but that sort of stress to try and place it on someone else. So, as men, we're, we're learning to be more and more transparent, and it's it's a long, long process. For you as well, personally, if we can jump onto some footy stuff as well, men's, um, how's the body? Because the last two years have been absolutely sensational. Yeah, it's been um, it's been an incredible couple of seasons. Um, so obviously, winning premiership was was the the biggest thing, and my goal for a long time. So to tick that off um, did feel like a bit of 
uh, a release on the shoulders in terms of pressure-wise. And then I played every game last year, which is um, one of my absolute goals, or I guess has been for a long time. So it's nice to achieve that as well. So body is good. Um, unfortunately, you guys probably don't miss it, but we started pre-season, or I started pre-season last night. So um, too early, I think, but uh, it's good to be back with the boys. So you would have no doubt watched the improvement or the rapid improvement of Tyson Stengel, your old teammate and a flag teammate in 2021. It's an unbelievable story. He's had his fair share of of hardships as well. But to see him come through the other side and and dominate an AFL season and and eventually win a premiership must have been a huge thrill. Oh, it was. um, To come to the Eagles after obviously what he went through and um, a lot of obviously issues that um, he somewhat brought on himself, but I think that's where it shows culture and people around you are so important. And the Eagles did an incredible amount of work to put um, him into really good positions with good networks around him. And then Geelong obviously does it extremely well as well. And the culture there, and obviously having Andy there as a mentor, um, has just showed that if you put that stability around some people, um, they then can repay you. and and Tyson's definitely done that. And so I, I think there's no surprise uh, for me personally that he had such a good year because obviously he was right next to him the season before. But um, it just shows that everyone's different and some people need a strong, stable environment and he's definitely one of them. Hey, mate, brother Troy, who is an absolute gun, as we know, recovering from an e-reconstruction, how's he going? Yeah, he's going pretty well. It's, um, it's his second e-reconstruction um, and so... He's done the rehab before, which um, is, is a good thing. But at the same time, I guess it's it's maybe not because it's such a long rehab. But in saying that, um, he's tracking along pretty well. He's, he's back at training now, um, looking to move into um, running shortly. But, um, yeah, it's one of those ones that will get him back mid-season. It'll be massive for us. Um, I certainly felt the impact when he went down this year. Do you ever... Um team up and, and FaceTime mum and dad and, and just scream at them for the ligaments that they have produced <laughs> for the two of you? Um, it's not something that we've done yet, Kenny. Um, I think, not I think I've never thought of. But, it um, feels like after a couple of drinks at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely does. I actually don't think we've had the conversation with mum or dad, to be honest. So maybe that will come up next time we've had a few drinks at Christmas. <laughs> Thanks for the cruciates. Uh, mate, before, <laughs> before we let you go, men's, um, we've got a new new employee on the stable of SENSA by the name of Rory Lehman, who, of course, is uh, yeah. one of your Eagles teammates. Uh, anything we should know about uh, this young man before he starts his employment? Uh, yes. Um, Rory will instantly make the place a better place. He's extremely exuberant, um, which will be great for everyone there. However, um, for the producers, they might have a tough time because... As soon as someone's not available for a show, you'll have a bloke running in the studio going, I'm the best man for the job. So um, he's certainly not going to lack confidence is what I'll say, but that's what we love about Rory. Yeah, keen and enthusiastic. That's what you want. Uh, Mate, loving your work as well on Sports Day, and no doubt if you came for it, we're going to hear you more and more across the airways on SENSA. Uh, Mate, appreciate your time this morning. It's a really important chat that we did have, and good luck in pre-season. No, thanks, Hazy. Thanks, Keen. Appreciate it, guys. Here we go, Dan Menzel joining us this morning. Don't forget Brumby's Bakery, proudly supporting Movember and Men's Health. Um, And look, 
Menz is someone who absolutely communicates so well. So for someone to be able to openly speak about how important mental health is and the ability for men to be able to speak openly about this space. Because when I started, it even, I mean, I didn't actually even know what it was. So now looking back, years and years ago, you thought, wow, that's, that's actually something that I needed to deal with. But I didn't even know what it was. And I remember speaking to my old man about this. And he was saying when he was in his, it would have been early 20s. They didn't know what all that sort of stuff was. And he remembers Mm. that he went through some pretty awful stuff. He knew something was going on because he he, he couldn't stop crying. Like that's how bad it got there. But there was no such thing as, you know, depression or mental health and everything like that. So for now, what we know versus back then, it's come along leaps and bounds. Now the next step is being comfortable enough to absolutely be open and honest about it. Yep, spot on. And those conversations with Dan certainly helped to, to change that. He's a, a great example of a, a person who's been through some significant adversary, come out the other side, and is now a, a premiership player, Ken Farmer medalist this year. So it just goes to show you have, have those conversations and it can do wonders for your mental health. And then you can obviously take that burden off your shoulders. And he said just even talking to one person guarantees that you at least have taken the first step and you feel better about it immediately. Yeah, reach out because sometimes the uh, signs are there, you just can't read them. Um, and look, there's never any harm in sort of reaching out and saying if your mates are okay, because absolutely that is the best thing to do. Uh, we're going to speak to Michelangelo Rucci next. So keep it locked to 1629 SCNSA. Do want to thank the Canvas Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrances this Christmas. Uh, and Tire Power, their buying power, puts the power in your lane. It's 18 minutes past seven. Good morning. Well, I'll tell you what, it's as good as it gets, and it is as sophisticated as it gets when you've got uh, Jared Waitley and also Michelangelo Rucci on in the same morning. Um, we'll kick it off with Rooch. Good morning to you, great man. Good morning, Andrew. Mm. What, a, what an interesting night weather-wise. Oh, my very goodness. Um, yeah. My daughter saying charged in about five o'clock, uh, complaining that it was just a little bit too much going on, and then I almost stayed in bed. I didn't want to come to work either. And then there was the clap of thunders that threw you out of bed anyway. Yeah, got me to the How's feet. Leanne holding up, Roach? Uh, hasn't uh, shown any reaction to what's happening outside at all. No. Yeah. She's very consistent. Very consistent, consistent Leanne. Yeah. Really, really happy to be undercover and all that. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, Leanne. Please say hello to her for us this morning. Will do. Um, Roach, Connor McKenna uh, spotted getting picked up by Ken Hinckley and Travis Spoke and some of the boys. Uh, reportedly did a training session with the Ratio Fantasia yesterday. Good fit at Port Adelaide. They do have a lot of running defenders. I would have thought it's the last thing Port Adelaide needs, another running half back. Mm. He's hardly got the height to make that defence what it needs to have as a tall defender, but yeah, interesting that I mean, okay, he's certainly got the connection with the Razzia Fantasia because of their time at Essendon. But, um, yeah, if you were to do the list of things Port Adelaide has uh, certainly covered, it's running half-backs to the point whereby you know, you're even starting to wonder about you know, the ones that they do have, how they convert them into other positions, such as Lockie Jones. Where's he going to play this coming season, etc.? So, yeah, intriguing, that one. With a player like Connor McKenna, Roach, I, I think he could play on a wing. I think he could play at half forward. So yeah. he's one yeah. I, I think he could be reasonably versatile. If a, a good player nominates to come to your club, surely you, you do everything you can to try and get them. Oh, there. absolutely. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you want to be known as a destination club. And if someone puts up their hand, yeah, you can you make it work for you. But again, it's yeah, just 
what position would he then play? Because certainly the one that he's known for is well covered by Port Adelaide. Roach, we're just trying to hose down some of the commentary surrounding the Paul Seedsman shift from the primary list to the rookie list. But given there's no guarantees that uh, Paul Seedsman makes a return. So this is purely just business. We're just ignoring the big headlines saying things like, well, he was an All-Australian squad member two years ago and now he's been delisted. We're overcooking this, aren't we? Well, the headlines are. Well, if, if you're Adelaide and you need to get players on your primary list and you want to get involved in the draft and have picks, of course you're moving Paul Seedsman out. There's no guarantees playing. And, you know, no one's going to pick him up. I mean, his name goes into the draft pool. There'll be no one who'll pick him up. You're pretty well guaranteed you can have him on the rookie list. It's the most sensible move you could ever make. Now, also, whatever they do with his salary and, and how they've thrown that through, the, you know, the salary cap issues and injury payments and all that sort of stuff, I mean, it's... Uh, I would say anyone who's writing that sort of theme, well, if you were in Adelaide's position, what would you do? Of course you're going to move him off the primary list. Yeah. So it's not a show of disrespect or trying to push him out the door. It's purely just business and shifting some pieces to make it all work. Well, it's the most sensible thing you would do at list management. Is you, you want to get other players on the list who are going to play. I mean, I know you can be on the rookie list and you can just do a little selection and so forth, but you know, clearly they've got a draft to work through um, and the draft is a really important part of their rebuild strategy. I would say anyone who's questioning it would say, well, what would have you done if you were in their list management team? Of course, you're going to move them off the primary list. Spot on. Roach, appreciate your time this morning. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and say hello to Kim Dillon and Leanne from us. Will do. Thank you very much. There we go. Roach joins us each and every morning, of course. You can catch him this afternoon uh, with Kim Dillon. SCNSA Drive from 3 to 5 on your dial. Uh, 727 on 1629 SCNSA. Gerard Waitley, not too far away. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. 0427 We're talking about the hectic weather this morning. It was thunder, there was rain, it was lightning. It was really, really quite scary. This text came through from, I think it's from Mario. He said these conditions were the exact conditions where Dr. Frankenstein created his greatest masterpiece, Graham Corns. Passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> Very nice. Hey, this text as well, just saying, um, this is from Brett. Well, Adam, didn't you and the Bully Boys uh, tear it up in Japan one time? Uh, Hong Kong, that oh, was. Hong Kong. Uh, was footy, tri- footy trip in Hong Kong. No one was mm. arrested. Um, we just had a little partying in Lang Kwai Thong. <laughs> Lang Kwai Thong, as you do. Should have been some arrests, though, to be honest. Yeah, probably one or two should have been locked up. That's all right. 7.33 on 1629 SENSA. Coming up next, we're going to speak to the voice of SEN, and that is Jared Waitley, to speak all things cricket. So keep it locked, and we'll do it thanks to Weeks as well. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes, discover different. Here's the news. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power. Save during the big holiday sale on now. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. The text line is open this morning, 0427 154 166. And, of course, can call us all the way up until 8.30, 1300 736 736. Reminder as well, chats with mates. Thanks to Mate Internet and Mobile. 
5G mobile plans in every territory or state. Huawei to make the switch to mate. Time now to talk about some cricket. Um, Coons, I was about to say the captain of the SEN cricket commentary team um, is Jared Waitley, but in saying that, he's actually the skipper of SEN entirely, and maybe he's the skipper of um, sports media in this country. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that fair? I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment yeah. of where Jared is at. <laughs> we get to speak to him right now. Good morning to you, Jared. Hazy Coons, good morning. Yeah, flattery will get you everywhere on a, on a <laughs> yeah. Thursday morning. Uh, mate, just being honest, that's exactly what it is. Um, let's talk some cricket. And, and first of all, how good for Pakistan? That was epic. It was a sensational night for Pakistan cricket. It was a real privilege to be here in Sydney for it. So the, the course of this team, uh, their chaotic history of cricket around Pakistan, it sort of all meshed into this campaign. Lost their first two games, really, were out of the tournament. They get the greatest assists you've ever seen when the Netherlands beat South Africa, and here they are in a semi-final. And they outplay New Zealand from start to finish. Kane Williamson won the toss, chose to bat. Uh, so much of this was going to revolve around the seamers of Pakistan. And Afridi got hit for four from his first ball, got an LBW, which was overturned on his second ball, got an LBW, which held for its third ball. I swear it all went 20 minutes to bowl three balls. And... Uh, New Zealand were always up against it from that moment on. 152 gave them something to bowl at. Um, Babarazam got dropped from the first ball that he faced, a, a catch that the keeper Conway should have taken, and that just freed him up. He'd barely made a run all tournament. He made a half-century, Mohamed Rizwan, really. He flew the gates. He was the man who set the tone, and Pakistan had it well under control, and notwithstanding a, a little bit of mad stuff towards the end and uh, almost inventing a little bit of pressure, they won it off the first ball of the last over, and uh, what there was thirty six thousand, thirty six and a half thousand there. Eighty five percent of them were Pakistan people, uh, fans, and walking back to the hotel afterwards, there was like a scene out of Karachi. There were cars with flags hanging out of windows. They were beeping around every street. The so pedestrian traffic it was it was fantastic to see. What was your assessment overall of New Zealand's fielding? I mean, that, when you're restricted to, to 152, everything needs to go right in the field. You mentioned the drop catch from the keeper straight up. It looked like he was playing his, his first game that he'd ever put the gloves on, Jared, What was your assessment of the, the New Zealanders in the field? It was poor, and it was their, their worst performance of the tournament, which is such a pity when that comes in a semi-final. It was, and they, they are usually a, a really tidy and sharp fielding side, but Conway's weight was going the wrong way when he should have been propelling himself for the catch, so that's a moment for keepers to dissect, but th- that was very catchable and, and really should have been taken. They dropped Harris twice, Santner and Sodi both dropped him, and, and they were fairly straightforward chances. There, there was untidy fielding, there, there were misfields, they conceded Barbary's 50 on a, on a misfield, just when it was potentially getting tight, although that might have been artificial at the end. Conway failed the glove of ball, which went for three buys. I think they'd be really disappointed because they've been so good in tournament play and so good in semi-finals previously. It's been the finals that they haven't been able to ultimately succeed in. But, yeah, they didn't play the game that, that they would have dreamt of last night. And I think they'd be really disappointed as they leave. So, Joe, we'll wait and see what happens. And uh, I think we're all hoping that uh, India does get through over England so we can just uh, relive what will be an absolutely epic sellout. But is it guaranteed to be at the MCG? Because there's already some murmurs starting to say, look, the weather's going to be ordinary and should some other states be putting up their hand? I don't think there's any flexibility to be able to do that, Hazy. As 
some sports post-pandemic have discovered a whole new way of doing things. I don't feel like that will ever be cricket. They can't even move the lunch break on a day where there's rain. <laughs> so I don't imagine them moving a, a World Cup final. And the truth is that it's as good as sold out. So you're talking about 90-plus um, thousand people uh, in another state. And if it is, well, you, there's a big travelling band of Pakistan fans and you, you will be aware in the streets of Adelaide, what it's like for India. So if it is those groups, I just think it's impractical. The forecast is dire, but Melbourne's forecast does change daily and often mm. within a day. So there's 8 to 20 mils forecast for Sunday, and then there's a reserve day of Monday. But curiously, I, I read something yesterday. The game's actually a 3 p.m. game on the Monday if it goes there, and I don't think the rain stops till after that in the forecast that we've been given. But no, it'll be at the MCG. It'll either be... India-Pakistan and a reprise of probably the greatest T20 game ever played on these shores a couple of weeks ago. Or it'll be a throwback to my childhood as 1992 World Cup final, Pakistan and England at the MCG. That was where the, the ground was sort of fully opened in all of its might. Uh, I was in year 12 that year. We were It was a, it was a midweek game. I think it was a Wednesday game. We, I, I led a delegation to the principal's office to get us permission to go to the cricket we bought tickets we were gonna uh, we thought we'd ask for forgiveness before permission and then i scribbled it we asked for permission but we were given permission to go no, you've got that one around the wrong way you never go the other way with that one jared mm. come on you you're better than that so uh put your money where your mouth is uh, then well, how does it play out tonight who gets through oh it's such a great game tonight uh england in prospect coming to the tournament with the best team i don't feel like they've played like that but there's no pairing like uh, Butler and Hales who can put a game away in a power play. India's strength has been Virat Kohli and a reprise of his glory years and Surya Karma Yadav, who, who is the best modern hitter in the evolution of T20. His year has been amazing and I think we've seen in the past couple of games how he's advancing the hitting in the game. But they are, it is so finely balanced. Um, but I am going to lean toward India. That, that There's been sort of a force around them right through. Maybe, maybe that's been there. They've played in the biggest environments with the with the crowds at their back. But it feels a bit fated, though, that, that Pakistan and India would find their way back to this, uh, to this final. Maybe I'm hoping for it above all else. But, um, yeah, I'm, I think India in, in the tightest of goes. Jared Waitley joins us this morning on 1629 SENSA. Jared, can you put your finger on exactly what's happening with the public's perception of the Australian cricket team? It, it, are, they, are they on the nose or are we not as aggressively into T20 cricket as the rest of these nations? The, the truth is, I, I think it's a little bit of everything. And I think there's truth for various sectors. So there is a, there's clearly a portion of the community that doesn't feel any level of affection for this team. Um, and that's, that has a legacy, I think, from, from sandpaper and then the aftermath. Some people will, will pin it down to Pat Cummins, but I, I, I can't quite find the logic in that, but I do acknowledge that some people feel it. Uh, T20, so we've always had a desire within our cricket system that the shorter forms don't corrupt test cricket. So there is a little element of hypocrisy going, well, why are we no good at T20? Well, it's because we've asked you to prioritise test cricket along the way. It was a poor, it was such a lacklustre performance within the tournament by Australia, which was a shame because the only way to generate the momentum is to win and then fully feel the glow of the home tournament. I think it'll play out over the 
over the whole summer. And uh, winning on home soil is, is sort of the, it's the non-negotiable in Australian cricket. It's a really interesting dynamic that separates them from most other teams is it's not acceptable to lose here in any form. So three one-days against England and then five test matches, which Australia shouldn't lose a test match. Two against the West Indies and three against South Africa. And maybe we'll have a better feel at the end of of a summer like that. I, I thought there was a glow around this team after the Ashes last year and a huge sense of enjoyment with Pat Cummins as the bowling captain which is a bit of a novelty we've never had. And then they were excellent in Pakistan. And they were they mixed their two tests in Sri Lanka. But they were... So that's the proper foreign terrain where Australian teams have so rarely succeeded. So I, I feel like the, the real pushback is, is heightened and not a true full community sense, notwithstanding that some people obviously feel that passionately. Did, did, it, feel, did it feel emotionless? I, I, I listened to Glenn Maxwell... Uh, and his post-game interview, and when you isolate the words and he said it means nothing, they had a field day, and particularly in print, and everyone started going, well, that's just not in the Australian spirit. But then when you expand his chat, they play so much cricket that they don't have time to sit there and dwell on results. They've got to move on to the next. They've only got a few days before they start play more international cricket. So I think what we know is that's very much the modern... Um, psyche of the sports person and, and they are pro- I suspect they, they are counselled and I think we've had an insight into that is don't be defined by your defeats, don't wallow for too long I do think there is a moment though um, and I don't know exactly what Glenn was feeling but maybe this team didn't fully dial up the World Cup on home soil and what that represents the opportunity within it, the legacy piece and also the, the cost if you fail is Maybe there wasn't enough work done to contemplate the history of it, uh, the success that the women had in 2020 and what that meant for cricket in this country. And maybe it was just treated as the next tournament because that's how the modern sports person is, is counselled and wired. So I think there was, a, there was a lot in that. It would have been better left not said and it would have been better if there was at least a perception that the team was bitterly disappointed, which is true, is there was there's a deep sense of disappointment um, at an opportunity mm-hmm. loss, but that hasn't that, that was sort of lost in that moment. And, you know, from, from the outside, is if you want the public to absolutely go with the tournament on home soil, then the home team needs to be maniacal in their quest for it. But in T20 cricket, no team's ever won it on home soil. No team's ever defended it. So uh, Australia is in keeping with the litany of woe that, that has afflicted all teams in that, that scenario so far. Outstanding stuff. Jared. appreciate your time so much this morning. Uh, we know how busy you are, and we're looking forward to, uh, as the cricket season heats up more and more, hearing more of you. And uh, best of luck with the rest of the coverage. I can't wait to fly into your city in a couple of hours' time. I'm so eager to see what the, the streets are like. It, it is my favourite cricket city in the world, and uh, I think it will be unique in the way it presents for tonight. Oh, absolutely. No, we love having you in South Australia, that's for sure. Um, let's uh, chat with mates. Make the switch to mate internet and mobile. And what about this, Coons, as well? Coverage of the World Cup semi-final, anchored, of course, by Gerald Waitley. Tonight on SEN starts from 6 o'clock local time. SEN Afternoons T20 World Cup special with Adam Collins and Brats under racing. Uh, between 11.30 and 2.30, followed by Kim Run the Roots live from Adelaide Oval. From 3 p.m., it is all happening, and you can guarantee tonight that Adelaide Oval will be buzzing anytime India, and as we've seen, Pakistan are involved. The streets just completely come come alive. It is a spectacle.
Oh, it'll be an absolute treat if you were to get to the Adelaide Oval tonight. Do so, because it'll be a huge game. And I think I'm siding with India as well on this one. I think they get through and make it a bumper World Cup final. Hopefully, weather holds out and there's 95,000 plus at the MCG. Mm, looking forward to it. All right, we are doing it this morning. Thanks to Lumo NGSA. And a big shout-out to Morn Team, the good folks down there. Morn Team forward, Mount Barker for the V6 Ranger, 750 on 1629 SCNSA. Good morning. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. I'm looking at you. Yep, get involved this morning by the text line. That's open. 0427-154-166. We are powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning. And of course, it's time to play Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC. Supercoach BBL, head to supercoach.com.au and who better to get on than the Phantom, a guy of such mystery but also such unbelievably precise knowledge when it comes to Supercoach. What an honour. Good morning to you, Phantom. You're always too kind to me, Hazy. Pleasure to be here, boys. Pleasure to kick off another KFC Supercoach BBL summer. Oh, yes. Well, tell us, sell it to us. Why should we get involved with uh, the Supercoach for this BBL? Well, just as we know, if you play any form of fantasy sport, it makes the, the summer interesting. You might have a passing interest in cricket. You might be a huge fan. Of the, you might be enjoying the T20 World Cup. Fantasy cricket, Cajun Supercoach BBL is another way just to make the game more interesting, even if you, you're not really enamoured about the result, but you want to watch your plays. It makes you tune in. It gives you something to watch over summer. And, of course, the big thing, $25,000 uh, for the winner. And, of course, a lot of weekly prizes and gifts from KFC as well. Uh, to win every week, every round uh, in over summer. So plenty of reasons to play. Uh, get on there and you can beat your mates as well. That, that's the key to KFC Supercoach in all its forms. The banter and getting the bragging rights over your mates. Good cash. Loose change for Hazy, that 25k, but big money for no, most really. other people. I see Mr Cricket himself is involved too. How can I take him on? Oh, if, yeah, it's a big, big uh, thing for us this year. Uh, he's Mr. Cricket, we know. He's, turned, he's now officially known as Mr. Supercoach. Mike Hussey uh, is the official case of Supercoach BBL ambassador. And he's not just a token one either. He, he loves Supercoach. He's got a top 10 finish, I think, in the AFL version, which means money for him. So he loves the game. He'll be talking about it all, all summer over Fox Cricket. Uh, and you can sign up now. You take him on um, in your leagues. You can pick to play against him. So... What better way uh, to enjoy Cape Supercoach than take on Mr. Cricket himself? So I dare say as well, uh, one of your absolute must-picks would be Rashid Khan. Have to, Hazy. It's, it's like playing the AFL form and not picking a Lockie Neal or not picking a Rory Laird on his form from last year. You have to play Cape Supercoach BBL. You have to pick Rashid Khan. And in Supercoach BBL, it's all about the players that play more. So to kick off uh, the round one, the fixture's a bit quirky. So the strikers play twice in the opening round of KFC Supercoach. So Rashid Khan will play twice. He's a, probably the best point scorer there is at his best. Have to pick him. What do we do with a couple of other South Australian stars in uh, Travi Head and Alex Carey? Uh, looks like Alex will be on test duties early in the BBL season. What's the advice there? Yeah, that's the other big thing uh, to watch out for over summer, the availability of these guys. You might go in, log in, pick your team, sign up, and see these guys available. But you have to watch the international duties carefully. Uh, they'll be in and out of the strikers' lineup uh, all summer. So just keep a close eye on when they're playing for Australia, when they're not in the strikers' camp, 
when they come back, there'll be great points of difference. People won't be watching as closely as you might be, but for look elsewhere, Henry Hunt maybe uh, be opening the batting uh, in the Shield side over here. Will the Redbacks could he come in and maybe open? Uh, Harry Nielsen as well probably will take the gloves as well. Hunt's carry's not there, so. It's disappointing not to have the big guns there, but there's also some opportunity for, for the lesser likes and some bargain in Supercoach. Hey, Fanta, before we let you get back to your lair and no doubt probably having breakfast this morning with Batman or somebody, I'm not sure what your plans <laughs> are, but um, I work with a few people and I often hear them talk about their fantasy sports, guys like Tom Wilson from Channel 7 and Josh Money from Channel 9, and I immediately think, wow, what a bunch of nerds. Um, mm. But that perception has really changed over the years, hasn't it? It is. Oh, and we are all nerds, but again, we're broadening the reach. It's, it's enjoyable. It's, you take on your mates, you play for money, um, and it's just another way to enjoy sport, enjoy the cricket over some. As I said, you might only have a passing interest in the BBL, but you might find yourself watching two or three games a week because you're watching really. You might be up there, you might be in the race for money. So to make it a little bit more interesting, we are, we are nerds, but um, you don't have to be a nerd to play Hazy. Hey, Phantom, your mystery is very intriguing slash arousing. We appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, boys. Later. Here we go. Don't forget as well, KFC Supercoach, BBL, back at supercoach.com.au. Fantasy sports, are you in, Coons? I did Supercoach for about six months, but then when the buy came around, it just became too complicated for my tiny little brain to be able to compute and get re- and get used to it coming in, because then you got to trade some of your players, and once I started losing, uh, I was copying too much heat from my mates in the group chat, so I, I exited. Oh, but I might go. go for KFC uh, Big Bash Supercoach this year, have a crack at that, and take on Mr. Cricket himself, Mike Hussey. They had you at KFC. <laughs> yeah, they had me at Zinger Box. <laughs> All right, Isaac Keeler is a young gun from North Adelaide who's about to get drafted in a few days' time. Uh, young ruck slash key, slash key position prospect. We're going to speak to him very, very soon. Uh, we're also going to chat to Tia Charlton, ahead of the Crows. Big game against Collingwood on Saturday at Unley Oval. It's bang on 8 o'clock, though, so let's get into the newsroom. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. Yeah, it's took plenty of time. If I add this up correctly, it's 30 minus 3 equals 27. You have 24, 27 minutes or around about to get involved via the text line 0427 154 166. Do you approve of that maths, Coons? Yeah, 30 minus 27 equals 24 to 27 minutes together that we've got left. KFC zinger. And then I'll probably never speak to you ever again in our life. Is that what's going to happen? Are you just going to completely blacklist me? Like this is purely a forced work relationship? Because I'm ready to um, come over to your house and stay for a few days. (laughs) The only time that I will speak to you again is if you come to the SEN Christmas party, which I have been invited to this year. I haven't been invited to the Melbourne Christmas party, so uh, is it... I wonder why. Is it it too um, confident of you to uh, now, you've finally got your first invite, to ask for a plus one? Oh, I'm going to bring five of me best mates, all dressed in gold too, full bling, because there is a gold theme for the Christmas party, and I'll be... I might even... uh, might even put Charles around my neck because that is gold. <laughs> exactly right. You have to wear your brown low to the Christmas party to really make a good impression. You've got guys like Tim Watson and Gary Lyon there. You don't have a choice. Does Tim Watson want a brown low? Um, Tim never won a brown he has. has he? I don't know. Yeah. Like, Just played 300 games and won a bunch of premierships, though. He's fine. <laughs> you know how easy it is to win in premiership? 22 blokes win one every year. <laughs> That's cool.
<laughs> Only one wins in Brownlow. Yeah, that is very, very true. Uh, say that to Tim Watson, see what happens. <laughs> All right, time uh, to no. speak now to a future star. Can they get the clearance here and give themselves a chance? They can. It's White with a long kick. Keeler goes oh! up one of Oh, gee. Whoa. Isaac Keeler. Must, must have been a good one. What a mark. 15 metres out from goalie yeah. flew. That's how excited people are getting about this young man. His name is Isaac Keeler from North Adelaide Football Club. Uh, ahead of the draft, which is in a few days' time, late November, he will find himself somewhere, and we get to chat to him this morning. Good morning to you, Isaac. Morning, how are you? Yeah, going very well, thanks, mate. So how are you going? I suppose right now you're sitting there and you've just got to wait for the days to pass by before you uh, get some good news. How are you dealing with everything? Yeah, not too bad. Like, pretty much taking it week by week, um, just training hard, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, try not to worry about it. But uh, back, of your, back of your head, it's still sort of sitting there. So, yeah. Can you remember that, Mark? Judging by the commentary, Isaac, it was the mark of the century. And you're still up in the air by that commentary. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a couple of years ago, so yeah, still remember it a little bit faintly, but yeah, it was just sort of in the moment, so. Mate, mate as, we're, as we're learning more and more about you, and obviously we will, the closer we get to the draft, uh, and no doubt you would have had this conversation with a bunch of recruiters, but how do you describe yourself as a player? Uh, yeah, so more of a, um, as a key forward and then into the rough pinch it. Um, so yeah, um, I pretty much just use my athleticism to my strength. Um, so yeah, um, area league, um, um, taking board high point, um, down level, um, following up and that sort of thing. Um, but also just like evasiveness, um, and just, yeah, um, mobility and that sort of thing. So, yeah. so which clubs have given you the strongest indication that they are keen on having you on their list next year? Oh, I've got no clue at the moment, still. Just sort of working through that um, with myself and uh, my manager. So, yeah, at the moment, I don't, don't really know too much. But, yeah, start to ramp up a bit, I guess. Mate, so you are, well, an academy product for the Crows, but they have said that they're not going to nominate you. Can you explain us uh, this whole process and the conversations you've had with the Crows for that sort of stuff? Yeah, well, obviously, um, yeah, they chose not to nominate me. Um, but... Um, because they didn't have a pick um, around then. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm fine with that. I've, I've done a lot um, for me um, as a person and as a player. So, But I'm pretty grateful for the experience um, I've had with them. But, yeah, obviously I didn't have a, have a pick around then, so they're not guaranteeing anything, which is fair enough. Yeah, so. which, to, to sort of dumb down, tell me if I'm wrong, but it, it means, I mean, there's expectations that you're going to go, you know, reasonably early in the draft, so the Crows can't get anywhere near you. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah, I guess guess you're right in saying that too. So, so you'll be uh, you'll be fine to move into state. We've seen over the past uh, few months, uh, Tanner Bruin, after a couple of years at the GWS Giants, is moving home. Um, Ollie Henry moving back to Geelong. Uh, we're seeing more and more kids after a couple of years wanting to go back home. Is the the move into state daunting at all for you, or you think you'd be comfortable with that? Nah, I'm I'm pretty keen personally. Um, I've already moved like once, which is from Port Augusta to Adelaide. But I mean, it's only three hours down the road. But um, just more bigger and better opportunities um, in state and that sort of thing. So yeah, um, I'm pretty keen for the move. But who do you support in the AFL? Uh, I went went to Hawthorne. Um, growing up, just through their their golden era. Um, love watching Buddy Faintman and Surioli put on a show all the time. So yeah.
Yeah, so you'd be comfortable moving to a Melbourne club, it sounds like. Uh, what about your development in North Adelaide? So when you think of the coaches and maybe some teammates, who comes to mind as being the uh, key contributors to your development? Yeah, so obviously um, what's called my under-18s coach, Craig Brooks. Um, he's, he obviously gave me an opportunity, I think, 2020 when I was a double under-ager um, to play in Iraq um, throughout the remainder of the season. So um, getting my nose in there in under-18s um, for a few years, um, which was good. And yeah, he's obviously helped my development um, in my rock cast and forward cast too. So yeah. What about outside of the game? Are you still doing a little bit of study? Are you planning on going to university or you want to do a little bit of part-time work? What's what's on the horizon off the field? Yeah, so I'm doing a bit of um, a printing job. Uh, we tell you how printing. So still working there. Um, just do a whole bunch of signage. So all signs. Um, um, yeah, pretty much everything for size. Um, books, brochures, any, anything you want really. Very good. Um, so plug the company. Tell us who we need to spend. Oh, I'm just kidding, mate. You don't need to do that. Um, <laughs> how is that, mate? Working, I mean, I suppose getting a taste of, it is effectively the real world and working before you go off on this journey. How, how does that sit with you and how has that transition been in your life? Yeah, it's been great. Like, Terry, Terry's um, been pretty pretty flexible and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, he's always asking me about footy and that sort of thing, but even without, without, without balance with footy um, and work, Day. Um, just to sit back a bit, um, work hard at work, um, not really worry about football, it's been good. So, yeah. What's your least favourite part of footy? Um, I don't know, I like everything about footy to be honest. Like, it's just, I've Even pre-season? Obviously, obviously, after a bit of running at pre-season, <laughs> yeah. <get a> bit. <laughs> Ice baths? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Isaac, you don't need questions like this. You've probably got some prickly questions uh, from recruiters. So I don't know if Adam Cooney is uh, doing some underground recruiting work for the Western Bulldogs or Essendon. <laughs> Just trying to you know, work out what's good and what's bad. But surely you don't like ice bars. No player likes doing them. Oh, gee, if you like ice bars, you might be built a little bit different. Isaac, what's the, what's the strangest question you've been asked from a recruiter? Um, I haven't been, to be honest, I actually haven't been asked anything um, really, really strange. Like, see, mate. Few of mates have, but I haven't got anything strange, which has been good. So. What, what, what have your mates got? Um, someone told me um, that apparently um, oh, there's something about their friend group. Like someone, someone was doing this with their friend group. Um, where would you go? Something like that. There's, there's some, some real weird. I can't really remember it vaguely off the top of my head, but. It's different now. It's it's a it's a strange situation, but uh, mate, we love your progress. We love watching your highlights, and we're going to enjoy watching you enter the AFL system and have a nice, bright, long career. So, congratulations on that, and hopefully, um, if you've got time for us, we'll speak to you again uh, after you get drafted. No worries. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Awesome, Isaac Keeler from North Adelaide. Uh, guys like Isaac don't turn up very often. Really big, tall bloke who can play in the ruck. He plays his key position. So you see how valuable blokes like Luke Jackson are. Uh, this well, is a young man on. with a bright future. Well, he's the, the player that springs to mind. When you have a look at Isaac's highlights, his agility and, and the way that he can move and, and mark the footy, go forward and in the ruck, he's almost an extra midfielder, which is in the Luke Jackson mould. So 
Uh, you put together a few good years of footy uh, at AFL level, and then you just get paid a million dollars a year like Luke Jackson. It's fine. It's good. It's as easy as that. It's as easy as that. It's a good lifestyle. Good stuff. Good luck to you, Isaac. Back, come back to the Crows for a million bucks a year like Luke Jackson did. Yeah. Go home. They come home money. homesick and get the cash. Outstanding stuff. Nice plan. 12 minutes past 8 o'clock. Big game this Saturday for the Crows. They're taking on Collingwood in do the semi-final. It is do or die. They need to win three more. The last three games to go to win... What is it? Two flags in one year. It's a fantastic stat. Uh, T. Charlton is a key player for the Crows. We're going to speak to her next. Uh, we're also going to do it thanks to our good friends at Weeks. Uh, discover a better way to build Weeks homes. Discover different. Uh, and, of course, Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. Good morning. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. Good fun chatting with Isaac Keeler from North Adelaide just before, so make sure you check out that chat via the podcast. The Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. And just a quick reminder as well, you can show your support for McHappy Day by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Maccas for only $5. Money raised will go towards Warren McDonald House Charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. Huge game this Saturday. The Crows taking on Collingwood. Mm. In the semi-final, one of the key players for the Crows is Tia Charlton. She joins us right now. Good morning to you, Tia. Good morning. How are you going? Going very well, thanks. How are you going? How have the preparations been during the week? Good. We just had uh, main training last night, so that was really good. So we're looking forward to the weekend. So, well, let's uh, ask, and um, no, I know you're tight-lipped, but uh, importantly, some of the key players, including you know who we're going to ask about, Chelsea Randall. How is she going? <laughs> yeah, no, she's all good. Um, yeah, she... Ha- Obviously, her ankles pulled up pretty well, but um, yeah, she tripped over her bootlaces, which didn't make it look too good on the TV, but yeah, she's doing well. So just on that as well, it was amazing vision, and the commentators were going, oh, no, get her off. She's stumbling all over the place. She's pointing to her shoelaces as well. It's just, mm-hmm. it was an unfortunate time to be a little bit clumsy. <laughs> I know, it just really was not great timing, and I was on the bench when she came over, and she was just like telling someone, take a photo of my laces. Like, I promise it was my laces. So it was a fast yeah. start on the weekend, Tia. Uh, three snags. It looked like uh, you were going to run away with it. But then the scoring dried up after that. Uh, you would have had a close look at the review. What were some of the learnings to come out of that? And how do we rectify it this week in the do-or-die clash against the Pies? Yeah, obviously we had a great start. And I think everyone was really up and about. But I think, yeah, Melbourne came back at us with the pressure and probably... Um, yeah, just overrun us after the third quarter. So, yeah, I think we just want to try and um, withhold that pressure for a longer period of time. And, yeah, hopefully we can execute that on the weekend. What if, uh, Do you watch much footy, too? Like, are you one of those footy nuts who watches as much footy as you can when you're not playing? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, but, yeah, probably I don't really watch my own game that much. I don't really know why. I don't really like looking at myself. But, yeah, I watch plenty of the footy. I'm on the weekend and watch their game. So hopefully I can have some learnings from that one. What did you tell you? Had a look at the Collingwood and the, and the dogs game on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved the ball pretty quickly at times, the pies. What were the, some of the things you, you took out of that one? Yeah. Yeah. We have mentioned that they move it pretty quickly. So I think we just want to um, cover the corridor as much as possible and then hopefully slow them down. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that's our main point for the weekend, I reckon. As a coach, Doc Clark been, and how was he in his assessment after the loss? Um, yeah, he's always said we can dwell on the game for the first five minutes, but after that, you know, we've got to move on and 
go on to the next game because, you know, there's nothing else you can really do. The result has been done. So, yeah, I think he's in really good spirits. We've had a good um, game review and oppo revision um, last night as well. So, yeah, we're all looking good spirits. So we've all done a good job of uh, covering up the concussion from Chelsea Randall, so she'll play this week. Uh, anyone else uh, on the list that we need to worry about, or is it, it uh, all full health? Uh, I think it's all full health. Um, Ebony had a bit of a rolled ankle during the game, but she's all good. So, yeah, I think everyone's all willing to go. So what's driving, obviously, to play in another premiership, Taya? Can you explain to us what it's like and how motivated this group is to achieve something which will be quite remarkable, two premierships in in one year? Yeah, I think that would be just absolutely insane. So hopefully the drive's still there. Um, But, yeah, I think everyone's just super excited to, you know, uh, get to this weekend, hopefully get to another prelim. Um, But, yeah, one step at a time always. Well, we appreciate your time. And uh, as always, we're right behind you guys. We think you're going to achieve something pretty special. So congratulations on the season so far. And we're looking forward to a, a nice big win over the Pies on the weekend. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Tia Charlton joining us this morning. That is up against uh, Collingwood on Saturday, of course. And then the girls got to win a couple more games after that uh, to go back-to-back in the one year. What a remarkable feat that would be. Just greedy. That's what it is. Some people go their whole lives and they don't win a premiership. And yeah. these girls are aiming for two in a year. So it'd be a serious <laughs> double premiership hangover, wouldn't it, if you get to lift the cup twice in one year? Isn't that, isn't that ridiculous? So they won this year. That would be, uh, in seven years of competition, four flags. Four flags. Yeah, yeah, pretty solid. That's a genuine dynasty, isn't it? That's a dynasty and a half. All right. Uh, speaking of dynasties, though, um, this little dynasty that we've got going on. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's over. Comes to an end in a matter of minutes. Um, so look back next to wrap it all up and share some tears and maybe share some beers for a Thursday morning. Who knows? Yeah, well, it's about that time, isn't it? About mm. nine a.m. is generally when I crack my first. So <laughs> sad times. Seven minutes to go. Eight twenty-three on sixteen twenty-nine. SNSA. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. I'm better than ever. I'm looking at Ah, uh, yes. What a journey. What a journey it's been. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've been a long way. Why did you show me too, up there? Too hard. Too hard. You know what was really, really concerning before? When you openly said on air that this would be the last time that we ever communicate ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I've already blocked you on all forms of social media. <laughs> really brutal stuff that was. Yeah, I'm just you don't exist to me anymore. But there's a part of me that genuinely appreciates the honesty, so thank you very much for that. Yeah, I'm mm. ringing Nova this morning and trying to get Hazy and Coons on from 7 till 8. <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. Um, give him a call, mate. 13 24 10. <laughs> Look at that. He knows the number and everything already. He's got one foot out the door. Oh, jeez. Hey, what a show it was this morning. Dan Menzel, Michelangelo Rucci, Jared Waitley as well, Isaac Keeler and Tia Charlton. Make sure you download the podcast uh, back on Monday. But Coons, you're going to have a bit of a break now. Farewell, my friend. Thank you. It's been nice knowing you, Maisie. Mm. All right. I've enjoyed the communication. See you next time. Goodbye. No, you won't. (laughs) Want to witness the world's biggest football game? 
Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.